Hello everyone, welcome to Odd Drummer Gaming. This is the podcast that talks about movies and TV shows based around video games and or drumming. This is episode 4. I'm going to be talking about Warcraft. Today is Wednesday, December 2, 2020. This will probably release next week on Tuesday, I think. I hope everyone's doing well. Happy December. Just to give an update on myself, I posted on my YouTube channel that you can follow at Odd Drummer Gaming. I posted a short drum cover of Underneath a Rotting Pizza, which is a popular Final Fantasy VII track. There's a new feature on YouTube called Shorts, and I believe you have to just make it in vertical format and then add hashtag shorts to the title and or description and has to be like less than 60 seconds. It's kind of confusing because I know sometimes people can see my short videos because one video got like over a thousand views and that's very abnormal for my channel. And then sometimes they don't get any views at all. And then I try to tweak one a little bit and it seems to be getting more views. So I'm still trying to figure that out. But it's just a short drum cover of underneath a rotting pizza and it already has two dislikes so that's awesome well it has seven likes so thank you to the seven people who liked it but two people disliked it and it counts as engagement but still kind of a bummer i also posted a top seven final fantasy 7 remake tracks and the final fantasy 7 remake acoustic arrangement album came out so i made a video on that that album is really awesome um, i was listening to the first track which is prelude medley and i was already surprised because they added like bombing mission to it so it starts off kind of slow and kind of fluid and then it ramps up I don't even I don't know if it ramps up but it kind of transitions into a the bombing mission which is kind of a faster tune and the whole album is really cool it's made up of like small ensembles of sometimes strings like string quartets um piano clarinet flute just kind of small acoustic ensembles and it's really great I re- I really recommend you check that out if you can I made a video today to be published on Friday probably um, it's going to be, is the Final Fantasy VII Remake the full game? And that's a very late video. I probably should have made that video in April, but I, I only started my channel in September. So, But one of the strategies is to answer questions that people are searching for. And so I believe that's one of the questions that people are searching for. And it's probably been answered a bunch of times, but I wanted to kind of take a stab at answering that question and... Um, I'm still trying to figure out the YouTube thing, so I'm really pushing for it to make it work. I plan on keeping with it for the time being. So if you like drums or video games, you can check out my YouTube channel at Odd Drummer Gaming. For the TV slash movie corner, I put on Curb Your Enthusiasm because I can watch HBO Max on my phone. And I've never watched Curb Your Enthusiasm. And I'm a huge Seinfeld fan. I, I love that show. I just think it's really funny. But I've never watched Curb Your Enthusiasm. So I put on the first episode and my wife and I were watching it. And she seemed to kind of enjoy it. I, I was trying to gauge if she liked it or not. And I wasn't, I couldn't really tell. Like she's kind of smiled, kind of laughed a few times. But then I stopped it and she didn't really react. So I don't know if maybe she wasn't enjoying it. But I want to continue it. But I I don't even know how many seasons there are. It just seems kind of intimidating whenever you have a big show that you've never seen. Like I wanted I've never watched The Sopranos or The Wire. And I, I want to watch it. But it just seems like such a heavy investment. But I probably will one day. 
Um, I also watched Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Listen, I'm obviously not the target audience for it, but the trailer looked fun and it was on Prime, so it was free, well, with for prime members so we checked it out and i really liked it like for the first 20 minutes it was like really funny like surprisingly funny and i was like man this is going to be one of those movies like like the pixar's where it's it's funny for kids and for adults um it wasn't pixar but the first 20 minutes are really good really funny and it's a movie based on a nick jr character so there's going to be a lot of nick jr jokes in there you know like I can't think of any right now, but, you know, very obvious, like, like, oh my gosh, we're sinking, you think? Like, that kind of stuff. That was a terrible example, but um, just very obvious, like, easy jokes, like, low-hanging fruit jokes for the Nick Jr. crowd, which I understand and I get, and it didn't bother me too much. It's a very well-made movie, and the obvious highlight of it was the main girl, who, Isabella Monaire, who according to wikipedia changed her name to isabella merced i think in honor of her in honor of her grandmother uh, like i wrote in my review on letterboxd if you want to follow me i'm drumj8 on letterboxd she was so i forget my exact words but i was actually proud of the words i used because i was like eloquent in my wording but i was like she was very unabashedly unironically um joyful in her role and in the way she played that role and it reminded me of enchanted and unfortunately for amy adams like that was kind of the only role for me that she shined and ever since then she's kind of been doing these kind of very dramatic kind of boring cardboard stale roles and acting but in enchanted she was like really great in enchanted where you're just like pure joy and that's how i felt about the lead in dora and dora was surprisingly good let me check my letterboxed i gave it four stars so it was surprisingly good for a kids movie i also watched edward scissorhands and i'm not sure if i i had ever seen the entirety of edward scissorhands if i had i forgot about i i forgot it because there were some parts i remembered like the cutting of the hair and the cutting of the the bushes and whatever but i totally forgot like the vincent price stuff like i recognized his voice but i didn't recognize his his face i guess i didn't know what he looked like but so i'm not sure if i ever saw it in in its entirety i might have seen it as a kid but i forgot most parts and i was really enjoying it throughout the whole movie it was like funny and sweet and johnny depp was really good and diane weist was like really good like so sweet as the mother figure in that movie and i just loved the dynamic between her and edward scissorhands and it was it was so it was kind of bizarre because in the very beginning of the movie she she just i mean if you've seen the movie you know what i'm gonna say but she goes to that weird mansion and finds this weird boy child and it was like let's just take you home and then the audience just accepts it and it's for some reason it's, it's not weird like it didn't take me out of the movie i was like that's weird but i just went with it and it's a really good movie and i was i was gonna give it four stars but then when that ice dance scene hit i was getting chills i was like oh my gosh this is like beautiful this movie is really good really great and the music that soundtrack has probably have to be in the top 10 sound movie soundtracks of all time like it was so good by 
Danny Elfman. I watched Beetlejuice, um, not recently, but maybe a year or so ago. And I thought it was weird. Like as an adult, I watched it in its entirety and I thought it was weird, too weird for my taste. So um, I, I love Edward Scissorhands way more than Beetlejuice. Um, so Edward Scissorhands, I gave 4.5 stars on Letterboxd. I also watched The Witch. So if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that my favorite podcast is We'll See You in Hell, hosted by Joe DeRosa and Pat Walsh. And they had an early episode. It was like one of their sins episode. I think it was Wrath, where they argued about the witch and they argued about 10 Cloverfield Lane. And if you haven't listened to them, you, I highly recommend it because they're my favorite podcast. They're, they're really funny and their banter is really awesome and really good. And Joe was so passionate that the witch was amazing and 10 cloverfield lane was like boring and lacking and pat was arguing that 10 cloverfield lane was awesome and the witch was super boring so they go back and forth and i actually agreed with joe because i liked the witch a lot and and i didn't really like 10 cloverfield lane i thought it was boring so i rewatched the witch because on a recent episode of the podcast of we'll see you in hell joe kind of they were reviewing i think they were reviewing the lighthouse which is done by the same guy who did the witch and then so joe mentioned that he witch, he watched the witch again and he was really bored by it and that kind of disappointed me just because i agreed with him so strongly back then about the witch and then for him to watch it again and then for him to not like it was a little bit disappointing but i watched it again and i i kind of agreed with him this time as well um not i didn't dislike it but I did feel like the beginning was a bit of a slog. It was like, I understand that this movie is a slow burn and it's it's still really, I think it's really well made and really good, but the beginning just feels a little bit of a slog and the slow burn is just slightly too slow for my taste, but I still really like it. And I also watched The Witch because I'm on an Anya Taylor-Joy kick at the moment after watching Queen's Gambit. So now that I watched Queen's Gambit and The Witch... Maybe I'll rewatch Split, but I also ordered New Mutants so I can watch that. And she's in it. I think she's doing a Russian accent. I'm not familiar with her character. She plays like something called Magic or something like that. I'm not familiar with it. Um, but I mentioned last time that I watched Dark Phoenix and I really liked it. And I gave The Witch three and a half stars, but... I probably bump it to like 3.75 because I liked it. It was just a little bit slow. So another movie I watched today because another Hellion on Letterboxd. Hellion is the, the name of the We'll See You in Hell listeners. Another Hellion logged in Hillbilly Elegy and she gave it a half a star and said it was one of the worst movies she had ever, ever seen. And then Pat, on a recent episode of We'll See You in Hell, mentioned that Hillbilly Elegy is a terrible movie. So I decided to watch it because it's on Netflix. It's just sitting there ready to be watched. So I watched it. And honestly, I didn't hate it at all. Like, I, li I enjoyed it fine. And my theory why people didn't like it is because it's very corny very schmaltzy and it's very cheesy and I think people automatically just hated it because of that 
And the way I described it is it starts with a kid getting in a fight and then the kid goes to his mom and then the mom tussles the kid's hair and smiles at him. And then the whole family is like, go on, get get back in the house and take a bath or something like that. It's like really cheesy like oh that kiddo something like that and that's the gist of the movie like that amount of cheese and schmaltz is the movie and i think that really bothered some people it didn't bother me the only thing that bothered me was the point that ronald howard as i call him uh, or richie cunningham is he kept trying to hammer the point home that this kid was poor And this kid was uncultured and he came from this hillbilly family and he kept trying to hammer it and hammer it. And it's like, Ronald Howard, I I get it. You don't need a bunch of 20 minute sequences to make this point. Like, I understand. Like, there's this point where he goes to this important dinner where there's a bunch of like college recruiters or college heads. And he's trying to get into like a good college or master's program or something like that and they they do a close-up of his eyes and he looks perplexed and he's looking down and he's obviously looking at the many forks and spoons on the table and obviously he doesn't get it and obviously he doesn't understand why there's so many forks and so many spoons and i understood the point like a little subtlety will do you good ron howard but i got the point and then ron and then the guy goes into the hallway And then he proceeds to call his girlfriend, played by Slumdog Millionaire, Frida Pinto, so hot. Who's also hot in this movie is Haley Bennett, so hot. Anyway, he calls his girlfriend, Frida Pinto, Usha, I think. And he's like, why are there so many forks and spoons on the table? I'm like, Ronald, Ronald Cunningham Howard, I got it. You don't, like, do, you can be subtle with it and your audience will understand it like you don't have to hammer it home you don't have to close up every time he he's giving a different credit card uh put 500 on this one and a thousand on this one and then the grandma's trying to negotiate with meals on wheels oh we had a really hard time could you played by cruella de vil it's like i i i i understood the point like you don't need to keep trying to hammer this point home that's the only thing that bothered me but it didn't bother me too much like i i honestly enjoyed the movie fine i mean people are trashing this movie and i i don't under i don't really understand i liked it fine i gave it three and a half stars i enjoyed it fine like i didn't dislike it i didn't hate it i didn't love it but i thought it was fine i think that's it for the tv movie corner gaming corner just playing a little bit of odyssey i've slowed down on it quite a bit i just need to collect more moons someone i saw on twitter that there's like 999 moons i'm not sure if that's true i'm assuming that's true but i'm only at like 600 something moons so there's there's still a lot of work to be done but i've just kind of slowed down on it i haven't been playing much because i've been pretty busy um i played a little bit of super mario world last night sometimes i play like one level and then I, I turn it off so i'm going through it slowly I'm, i also played a little bit of super mario all-stars I, I i i had never played super mario all-stars until it came to the switch on the nintendo switch online service uh, and it's funny because i purchased the 25th anniversary super mario all-stars and i never opened it and i kind of thought maybe it would be valuable but i looked online and it's it's still only like maybe 30 50 bucks so it's i don't think it's going to be valuable or anything so um so i only played it this year 
and when you turn on the original super mario it they like updated it and it looks all different and i'm not sure if i like it i don't think that i do i think i prefer the original original so i i don't know the usually updates mean they try to improve it but i don't know i, I don't know it looks it looks weird it kind of feels weird too but we'll see about that so let's move on to the subject of the day i want to give a brief probably super long history of my history of warcraft i actually discovered warcraft 2 in elementary school because my brother's classmate his name was brian i think he introduced me to it he's like hey you want to check out this game it's warcraft 2 and that was my introduction to rts games and i liked it and i ended up loving it and i still love it to this day i i love playing the orcs i prefer playing the orcs i love the peons and so that's that was my introduction to the world of warcraft no not the world of warcraft to the franchise of Warcraft and that's my first Blizzard game and I actually love Warcraft 2 more than Warcraft 3. Warcraft 3 to me maybe maybe I never had a good enough computer to handle it but I like the graphics always looked weird to me and I just remember the game always kind of stuttering especially when you had a bunch of units or when you try to go to battle, everything would slow down. So I don't have great memories of Warcraft 3. And I believe I own Warcraft 3 Reforged. I know it got bad reviews. I didn't really read too much into it. I owned it. I don't think I ever played it. I should probably look into it now since I've been watching since I watched the movie. So I don't have great memories of Warcraft 3, but I do love Warcraft 2. I've tried playing Warcraft 1, but the just the graphics are pretty dated and I remember that going really slow as well. So for me, my favorite Warcraft is Warcraft 2. I've never played World of Warcraft. I'm not a big MMORPG. Um, my brother once got me Final Fantasy 11 and I to this day I've never played it. I still have the box somewhere and I Final Fantasy is my favorite franchise, but I don't I don't really like the idea of paying monthly to play the game and honestly I just kind of prefer single player games. So I have Final Fantasy 11 and real quick story, um, I, I worked at Blizzard for a very short time like f like a month in just as a temp in the accounting department. I left my full time job in Riverside and then to work in Irvine which is super far. So I would wake up, it was a bad situation, but I would wake up at like 4 a.m. I would drive into work, I'd be tired, and then I would come home late. And sometimes I would take the train, and then sometimes I would walk 40, 45 minutes from the train station to work. And because my car wasn't great at the time, so I didn't want to drive from like Riverside to Irvine. And then it, when it would start to rain, it would take me sometimes three hours just to get into work and I didn't have a great experience working there I, I jumped at the chance because it was a chance to work at Blizzard and I love video games I love Blizzard so I tried it but it didn't work out so after a month I just went back to my other job so I mean it was a fun experience and they gave me some f like a few free games like Diablo 3 like the special edition and it's unopened like I've never played I've played very little Diablo and I forgot to mention that I'm a huge 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 Starcraft fan starting from Starcraft and then Brood War and then Starcraft 2 I really love Starcraft 2 I pr I personally 
can't really understand why they're not really continuing with the franchise. I mean, I'm assuming StarCraft 2 multiplayer, just maybe the fandom went down, maybe the enthusiasm for that waned over the years. But I, I love StarCraft. Like, I love StarCraft and StarCraft 2 more than Warcraft. And unfortunately, Warcraft, World of Warcraft is their huge franchise. I mean, it makes you wonder why they don't do a World of Starcraft. I probably wouldn't play it because, like I said, I'm not into MMORPGs. But I love Starcraft. I have the three, all three special editions of Wings of Liberty. I forget the Swarm one. And Legacy of the... This, I'm, I'm going to look it up. I wanted to say Legacy of the Wings. Of, Wings of Liberty... Blood of the Swarm? Heart of the Swarm. Legacy of the Void. I apologize for that. I'm such a huge fan and I can't remember the names. But when I get into StarCraft, like sometimes it's like all I can think about and all I can play. I haven't played in a, in a minute, but I'm a huge StarCraft fan. I, I wish they would make a StarCraft movie, but they probably never will because um, the WarCraft movie was considered a failure but that's my brief slash very long history of blizzard and warcraft and so on to the movie review again if you want to follow i'm drumj8 on letterboxd so i'm i'm kind of referring to my review for notes but i'm going to here here was my synopsis of the film and part of my doing a synopsis was because honestly i was kind of proud of myself that i was able to follow the plot of the movie and i would I, I wished i had taken notes because my memory is not great so if i had taken notes then I would have given a better synopsis, but this is my synopsis. The de- this demon master Goldan-, Goldan keeps destroying the land, so the orcs have to find a new land. They absorb the life energy of humans to fuel the power of a, of a portal, and then go through the portal, but they encounter the land of the humans. The humans, led by King Lane and a warrior man named Lothar, want to do what's best for their people. Durotan, an orcish chieftain, wants to do what's best for his people, which is to destroy the portal and destroy Gul'dan. A guardian for the humans named Medivh has become corrupt due to an evil force named called the Fell. Lothar and a young mage named Khadgar battle and defeat Medivh. King Lane is on the battlefield with a half-orc half-human named Garona. They become surrounded and in an attempt at a potential future peace, King Lane tells Garona to kill him in order for her to win good standing amongst the orcs so that one day she could help foster a peace between humans and orcs. And I checked back on my, so that's my synopsis, I checked back on my review from December 2018 and I gave it 4.5 stars and I give it 4.5 stars again and I do lean to give more stars just because the general consensus for the movie is that it's terrible but after a second viewing I it confirms that I like the movie a lot and my theory is that people just wanted a war movie with human soldiers and orcish grunts fighting back and forth. And I think people were just turned off by the magic and the lore. And I don't know, I I watched it and I watched it a, a second time thinking that maybe I would somehow understand what people don't like about it, but I, I don't. I was just watching it and everything was clear to me, everything made sense. And I liked, I liked the fight scenes and I, I liked the magic and everything was good. Let me quickly look at why people hated it 
The film and script received negative reviews from critics, um, but it passed Prince of Persia Sands of Time as the highest grossing video game adaptation of all time. So it has a 28% Rotten Tomatoes approval. The consensus reads, Warcraft has visual thrills to spare, but they and director Duncan Jones' distinctive gifts are wasted on a sluggish and derivative adaptation of a best-selling game with little evident cinematic value. Jeff Berkshire of Variety criticized the film's attempts at adapting a source material with inherent ridiculousness with regard to how the original game series was not meant to have a very deep narrative. It's an unwavering, earnest film that never owns up to exactly how campy every character, every conflict, and every new realm truly is. A.A. Dowd of the AV Club wrote that to watch Warcraft is never to be transported, but to wade through a thick morass of mythology, exposition, gaudy light show effects, half-assed character development, and formulaic franchise groundwork, while describing director-co-writer Duncan Jones as a talented sci-fi fabulist. What's wrong with these people? Writing big words for the sake of using big words, who's fallen screaming into the same CGI abyss that consumed Peter Jackson during his unfortunate Hobbit cycle. Helen O'Hara, reviewing for the UK-based GQ magazine, stated that Although the film itself is a strong adaptation of Warcraft, the script diminishes the film's impact. The problem is that it just can't escape those COD fantasy roots. What is a COD fantasy root? COD to me, it's fish? It's not a fish fantasy root. It's not Call of Duty. What is a COD-fantasy root? I don't know what that is, and I'm not going to look it up. I'm just not. There are too many mysterious proper nouns being thrown into... What are you talking... There are too many mysterious proper nouns being thrown into conversation and at least 12 major characters competing for space. We're zipping from one to another here so quickly that they only have time for the most portentous... What does portentous mean? and sometimes cliched dialogue. Conversely, Sherry Linden of The Hollywood Reporter gave a more favorable review, citing the performances and story as highlights. Okay, she, Wikipedia doesn't have the review, just says that she uh, Sherry Linden liked it, which I agree. Brian Truitt of USA Today also gave praise towards the acting, particularly Kebble's performance as Durotan, Kebble's performance showcases the nuances of a father gripped by the no-win situation of having no home and his family in constant danger. Truitt also stated that he found it was not necessary for viewers of the film to have prior knowledge of the Warcraft series to enjoy the film. I don't know, I liked it. Future. With the film's storyline leaving Warcraft open to possible sequels, Jones has expressed interest in a sequel to the film likely to be adapted from Warcraft 2 Tides of Darkness, which which would be awesome, the second video game in the Warcraft franchise. On June 18, 2018, Jones tweeted that the chance of Warcraft getting a sequel doesn't look good. In September 2020, it was reported that Legendary are developing a Warcraft movie. All right, so that's something, I guess. Okay, Warcraft, how did it do box office? According to Wikipedia, it grossed $439 million from a $160 million budget. Though it was a financial disappointment at the do- domestic box office and globally, 
So it was still a disappointment, even though it surpassed Prince of Persia. Toby Kebbell, I mentioned last time, he, he was in Prince of Persia and he always plays bad guys, but he plays a good guy in Warcraft. I wonder if they if they pitch shifted his voice because his voice was pretty deep in Warcraft. But I liked Warcraft. I mean, I, I know I keep saying that, but it's just disappointing when so many people didn't like it because nothing will come from it. But apparently Legendary is potentially making another Warcraft movie. But like I said, I think people just wanted a war movie. They didn't want the lore. They didn't want the magic. They just wanted a war movie between orcs and humans. And and that honestly, that would have been awesome as well. But I personally think that the movie we got was pretty good. I've seen it twice so far and I really liked it. So that's my review of Warcraft. Apparently, the the rest of the world disagrees, which is fine. But um, but yeah, if you want, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, odd underscore drummer. You can check out my YouTube channel at odd drummer gaming, where I post videos on drumming and gaming. I'm still trying to figure out the YouTube thing. I'm trying to find an audience, figure out what they want or need or how I can help or how I can entertain an audience. I'm trying to figure that out. So I'm kind of leaning towards gaming right now just because I think I can find an, an audience easier that way. Um, but I still post short videos of drum covers of video game tracks. So I'm still trying to figure it out, but um, you can check that out, Odd Drummer Gaming, or on the socials at odd underscore drummer. Next episode will possibly slash probably be Sonic, because I recently purchased um, the limited collector's edition Blu-ray of Sonic the Hedgehog. So that probably will be it. I hope every do everyone's doing well. I, I hope to have the next episode in a timely manner, but if not, uh, happy holidays. I hope everyone's staying safe. Uh, take care. Thank you for listening. Stay odd and keep on playing.